0: I'm time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for it's the track star sports mma main card with your man the voice as always let's start off with some headlines and hot takes espn and the ufc have come to terms on a deal 15 ufc fights on the new espn plus platform not only that but the platform will be getting the dana white tuesday night Contender series as well as other original programming whether that be weigh-in shows post fight shows pre-fight shows you name it it's coming All at the price tag of $150 million a year. The dilemma I have is, can I justify paying $10 for Fight Pass and $5 for ESPN Plus? If the rumors are correct, I won't have to make that choice. As Fight Pass, which this is not a rumor, Fight Pass can definitely be purchased through ESPN Plus. But the rumor is that it may only be an additional five dollars. If that's the case, sign me up. Fight Pass is ten dollars a month right now. Anyway, if I can get Fight Pass and ESPN Plus for what I'm paying for already, that's a no brainer. Now, the partnership won't start until January of 2019, so we'll have to wait and see how things develop as there is a more formal rollout of this deal coming. Brett Nakamoto, who is a resident ESPN MMA correspondent, pointed out on his Five Rounds podcast this week that this is just for streaming rights. has nothing to do with broadcast rights. And for the UFC, if you're getting $150 million a year, practically for Fight Pass, oh, that's a great deal. They're also going to have intensified coverage by the worldwide leader in sports and exposure to a new wave of consumers backed by Disney+. Now, the, the amount they're receiving is down $50 million from what Fox Sports initially offered them. However, they're still in the running for a deal with the UFC, as well as NBC Sports and Turner Sports, because there's no TV broadcast partner. This is pointed out by Mike Chiappetta of SB Nation, and MMA Junkie. Dana has been wheeling and dealing this weekend, not just with uh, UFC and ESPN and Disney and all of those hosts of people. He's been wheeling and dealing with fighters as well and has rumored a number of just absolutely phenomenal Matchups, things that make your mouth water, fight fans, fights such as GSP, who he has been talking to confirm that he's in talks with to face Nate Diaz at UFC 227 in Los Angeles, California, to kick off things in August. But that's not all. Also rumored to be targeted for this card is Luke Rockhold and Alexander the Mauler Gustafsson. There's been a lot of heat on this fight ever since Rockhold lost to Whitaker earlier this year. I'm sorry, when he lost to Romero earlier this year by vicious vicious knockout. Gustafsson said look, I'll welcome you into the light heavyweight division. You said you can't make middleweight anymore? No problem. Come on and I will show you that you should have stayed there. You are a big middleweight. You're not gonna be a big light heavyweight and I'll put it on you. So like I said, they've been jawing back and forth. Uh, already some heat there. That would be a great card. Now, the fight that had all the makings of the Voices marquee matchup for UFC 227 was Yair Rodriguez El Pantera versus Zabit Megamed Sherapov. These two fighters have phenomenal striking and it would have been just a cornucopia of Just spinning technique strikes and all kind of craziness. Oh, my goodness. That fight would be so amazing. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why? Because Yair Rodriguez has been released from the UFC. In an interview with the LA Times, Dana White said that he offered Yair Rodriguez Ricardo Lamas he now offered him Zabit, Namad, Zabit Magomed Sherapov who is ranked lower than Yair Rodriguez is and he's turned both of those fights down refused to fight Zabit it's been a year since he fought last time Yair fought he got destroyed by Frankie Edgar in May of 2017 and he hasn't fought then due to injury Which is understandable, I mean, he got destroyed in that fight and needed some time to heal. Well, Dana said, look, he can go somewhere else. He calls the fight fake news. This is real news. Ouch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, adding insult to injury, no pun intended. Uh, He now has to look for somewhere else to ply his trade. I'm sure Kombache America is already calling his management. If you're not familiar with that league, they are a league headed by Campbell McLaren, who is said to be the co-founder, I should say. Uh, they, he's been given the distinction of being a co-founder of the UFC. This league has been around for a couple of years now. And targets the Latino population. Uh, Yay Rodriguez is of Mexican descent uh, from Mexico, lives in the States now, would be a perfect fit for combache would probably be their uh, poster boy. Another organization that I'm sure would love to have them is Bellator at 145. You got all the young guns like Gallagher, uh, A.J. McKee. Uh, You know, you have old guns like um, the baddest man on the planet, Joe Warren. Uh, You know, you have a number of different fighters there in Bellator in that division, and Yair will fit in very nicely. I'm sure one championship would love to have him. I'm sure the PFL will cut somebody on their roster to make way for Yair. Um, yeah, there are a number of places that El Pantera can land. I'm interested in seeing just where that's going to be. On the MMA beat, Earlier this week, it was reported that via tweet, Eddie Alvarez agreed to fight Dustin Poirier in Calgary on July 28th for UFC on Fox 30. Then Poirier came out and said, I don't want the fight. I think he was angling for a title fight. Things are so convoluted in the lightweight division, though the likelihood of getting that was slim to none. So by the same medium Poirier came back sent a message to MMA Junkie saying I'll take the fight. So the fight that was on and off is back on again and it is a grudge match and a rematch of a fight that was stopped due to disqualification by Eddie after he was getting destroyed by the diamonds. The main card for this fight has two other notable fights with former champion and former teammates Joanna Yamkreich taking on Teacher Torres at strawweight and then former Featherweight Kingpin Jose Aldo taking on the streaking Jeremy Stevens. Oscar De La Hoya is dipping his toe back into MMA that's right Golden Boy is coming back into MMA in last week's episode I stated how they were a major player in affliction back uh, in the 2000's and now they're coming back into MMA said that they have finalized a contract with the Iceman Chuck Liddell legend of the sport And they've also been rumored to be in discussion with Tito Ortiz looking to set up the rubber match between the Iceman and the Huntington Beach bad boy. And you know who wants to see that fight? Absolutely nobody. I mean, this is really sad for real. I don't mind. You know, hey, anyone who wants to get into MMA, Who's got some fight promotions background that can bring something to the table. Hey, bring it. I think the more major players, the better it is for MMA as a whole. But Chuck and Tito? Uh-uh. No, that, that's not a fight that most people will want to see. Anyone with a knowledge of how badly... Chuck has looked lately, I mean, the wind blows too strongly and he falls down. So, yeah, I I hope that does not come to fruition. Now, having him in some kind of ambassador role, I think would be a great, great thing for them. He could be the face of that league and really get people behind it. Great. But fighting? No, thank you someone else that's kind of dipped their toe into a new arena is One Championship. They just released their app and made it free to everyone. I downloaded it to my phone as soon as I found out. One Championship has so many different cards and so many great fighters within their ranks. They've had champions like Ben Askren. Funky Ben Askren. And you can go back and watch all of his fights. Uh, Great, great fights with their rising star and their most noticeable, or I should say noteworthy, fighter, Angela Lee, who she'll be defending her strawweight belt versus May Yamaguchi next week. And I will break down that fight and share other notable matchups As the time comes closer to it, they also have fighters like Bibiano Fernandez, who is undoubtedly the best 135 pound fighter outside of the UFC. And you get to see all these fights for free. Their entire library is available for free. All the new fights are available for free. And one is the largest MMA league in Asia, the home of martial arts. So this could very well be a game changer. And now that I have access to them, as far as how I structure the MMA main card, I'll be covering the main cards of each of the organizations probably won't go in depth that much with one because i have a lot of fighters that don't have as much name value but i'll definitely be pointing out and talking about the main card specifically or i should say the main event and then any other noteworthy fights that i see but for the main leagues like your pfl's uh bellator and the ufc I'll be covering the main card only going forward unless there's a really, really intriguing fight on the undercard. And then your man, the voice will give my marquee matchup for that. On the next side, I'll share a recap regarding the AAA MMA report that I provided last week. Keep it locked. Invicta 29 took place at the Scottish Rite Temple in Kansas City and it was a historic night. Why? Because Sarah Kaufman became the second woman in the history of MMA to hold both a strike force title and an Invicta Championship title as she Won the bantamweight title that was vacated by Yana Kuniskaya in her bout so salute to Miss Kaufman for this historic achievement Pearl Gonzalez won her bout, she had the last, last she had a little scuffle with her opponent in the weigh in but she grabbed that arm and submitted her in the first round of their matchup and Penny Kienzai got back in the win column for the first time in two years with her unanimous decision victory share with you about John Gotti the third who was fighting for I believe the second time in CES and did he not only get it done but got it done in CES spectacular fashion KOing his opponent in right around 30 seconds not to be outdone Kyoji Horiguchi stopped Ian McCall in the main event of Ryzen 10 in just under 10 seconds both of those clips have been sent out via Twitter so make sure you're following us Trackstar Sports on Twitter to see those things, but the fight, or I should say, the knockout and the stoppage last week that you gotta see from Ryzen came in their kickboxing division. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This young phenom teenager is doing his thing. Again, follow Trackstar Sports on Twitter and you will see the highlights of the fights that I just spoke about. One thing I love about One Championship is that they're old school in how they name their cards. The card on May 12th, Grit and Glory, taking place at Jakarta Convention Center in Jakarta, Indonesia. Alex Silva looks to keep his six-fight winning streak alive in his first title defense of the one-straw weight belt. He does so against the man that he took it from. Just in December of 2017, in the person of Yoshitaka Nayoto. Nayoto not only wants to get his belt back, but he also wants to avenge the only loss in his career a career that dates back to 2012 of Nobita's 12 wins six of them have come by submission whereas for Little Rock Silver he has won all but that last bout by submission so expect this to be a grapple heavy affair Vitaly Big Dash the former one middleweight champion, looks to rebound from his first career loss by taking on Leandro Atides. Leandro trains out of the famed Nova Uniao in Brazil under the tutelage of Andre Pettinari alongside former champions like Aldo and Burrell. However, Big Dash, yeah, he's been winning all of his fights, as I stated, with the exception of the last one, which he lost. Uh, And that marked a split of a pair of bouts with the now champion. And this fight looks like it's a tune-up for a possible rubber match with the middleweight champion, Ong Lang Song. That champ has fought twice already, where Vitali hasn't fought since he lost back in December. So, coming in against Leandro, again, it looks like something that's being set up for a possible rubber match. Leon- this should be either a stand-up affair, I should say, if Leandro is to win, it's going to be because it's a stand-up affair because he generally puts people on the train to Sleepy Town and if he doesn't, then he's a passenger owner himself. Big Dash has a very well-rounded game as only one of his nine wins has been by decision and it was in his fight to the champion that he won that decision. All the other fights have been split down the middle between submissions and KOs. So again, very well-rounded game. And that's why this is the voice marking matchup for the card. Another notable fight is one's inaugural lightweight champion, Kotetsu Boku. And Boku is holding it down for the old guys, fighting at 40 years of age. And he'll be taking on a Jiu-Jitsu age, ace, I'm sorry, who's 10 years his junior in Rafael Nunez. No Face is a former Shooto champion, and he's looking to rebound from a TKO loss in December. While Indio Nunez wants to get his second win streak going as he was 11-0 and before he lost a fight in one and then rebounded with a victory. In 2018, and is looking to add a second win in this year and create another win streak. Bellator 199 will take place at the SAP Center in San Jose, California. This marks the last fight in the first round of the Bellator Grand Prix and will be headlined by those combatants the light heavyweight champion Ryan Bader taking on my man King Mo Lawal and Mo has been doing a lot of John Bader's way and that's understandable as he handed Bader one of the worst losses no I take that back by Bader's own admission the worst loss of his amateur wrestling career Bader said in a countdown show that he's not the same kid that lost to Mo in the worst way that you possibly can which is a technical fall which means that Mo was slamming him around so bad that they said look just just go do something else that you beat him 15 to nothing it's just yeah just go do something else that's how bad it was now Beta does have a slight advantage in that he did beat Mo recently but it was in a sandwich making contest (laughs) so I don't know what kind of advantage uh, that may give you uh, outside of uh, you know if you locked somewhere with some bread, meat, cheese, and condiments that you will come out on top. I think that that victory still puts a a bit of pause in Ryan Bader's head and it very well may give Mo the mental advantage. All the talking that he's been doing doesn't hurt at all either in this case. Now, Mo was supposed to welcome Bader to Bellator as a main event of the free card from MSG in June of last year. Unfortunately, Mo was hurt and couldn't compete. Darth Bader went on to face Phil Davis for the Bellator lightweight title and as stated, he won it, he's a champion, took that in a five round decision. Now Bader looks to join the likes of Joe Warren and become the second person in the history of the organization to hold the Bellator gold in two different weight classes. He'll have to get through the moneyweight monarch in King Mo to do so. And never fighting at heavyweight before may be a bit much for the Arizona native. Speaking of people who have recently made their debuts in Bellator, a person who will be brand new to Bellator, but not brand new to the fight game, is John Fitch who has roots there in the San Jose area. He'll be taking on Paul Simtex daily. The well-traveled Fitch looks to put himself in position to pick up a belt in yet another major organization as he relinquished his WSOF crown recently to join the MMA leader, the number two league in Bellator. He'll get the always game, loquacious, ready to bang Paul Daly, who one minute says that he's going to stop fighting altogether or maybe he'll kickbox. He doesn't know. And now he's saying that he wants a new contract from Bellator when he gets done knocking out Fitch in the first round. Said that in his sit down with the good people of MMA fighting on Thursday. Again, Paul has things to say quite regularly. We'll see whether he backs it up. The issue for Daly in this fight is that the last fight he lost, he lost because of someone having a really strong grappling game. All John Fitch does is wrestles. So that doesn't bode well for Daly. If Daly was to get it done, it will be on the feet, as you said, with a knockout. We'll have to see how things play out, though, on Saturday night. Another fight on that card for Saturday night is a heavyweight matchup between Czech Congo and Javi Ayala. Aiella. Ayala's last fight was against Big Country as he welcomed the bearded wonder into Bellator and wrong his bell. In the first round, but ultimately lost a decision. When the Grand Prix was announced, I just knew the Congo would be an alternate, but I was wrong. This could be an exciting fight ending in a KO, or it could be a slog. We won't know until the pin drops, the cage door locks, the thumbs go up, and it's time to rock. The Voices marquee matchup for Bellator 199 is Aaron Pico versus Lee Morrison and that's because Pico could be the second coming of Michael Chandler for Bellator he's a decorated wrestler a golden gloves boxer and someone that the crew at AKA has been singing the praises of for years now losing his first fight could have been just what was needed to slow the hype train down and ground the blue chip prospect in reality. Since then, he's had nothing but highlight real chaos and looks to add to that package against the grizzle vet, Lee Morrison. The American Bulldog has been extremely active since he returned to the cage in July of 2017 and won four Fights since July 2017. Between that time and November of 2017. Like I said, extremely busy. Won all four of the fights. All four of them by stoppage. Three submissions and one TKO. Going to the ground, though, could be dangerous. A very, very dangerous game to play for Morrison. With a standout wrestler. Especially since Lee Morrison's stoppage losses have been by submission. The curtain jerker for this fight is Carrington Jet Setter Banks versus Adam Piccolotti. Now Piccolotti was undefeated until he met Gordy Yamaguchi in September of 2017 and now he's on a two-fight losing streak. The tough vet in Carrington Banks is getting his highest profile fight as most of his other fights in Bellator have been on the undercard and been on the app. But he'll be on prime time starting things off in the Curtain Jerker versus Adam. And the jet setter is looking to keep his record unblemished in this his eighth fight. UFC 224 takes place on Saturday, May the 12th in lovely Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And it features the UFC's first Brazilian female champion in the person of Amanda the Lioness Nunez, who will be taking on Raquel Pennington. And these two fighters have a little bit of history, nothing bad. Pennington's spouse is good friends with Nunez as they were teammates together at American Top Team back in the day. Pennington is getting the opportunity of a lifetime. And she's getting it due to a lack of contenders at 135 pounds. The last fight that Pennington had, she sent former champ Misha Tate into retirement. But that was at the UFC's inaugural card at Madison Square Garden that was in November of 2016 so about 18 months ago now granted Pennington has been hurt and that's why she hasn't been fighting but during that time Nunez has been on a tear Nunez is currently on a six-fight win streak and this will be the third attempt to defend her belt since she won it at UFC 200. The winner of this fight will likely take on the other Brazilian female champion, and my girl, Chris Cyborg, for the chance to be the first woman to hold two belts at the same time in the UFC. The cult main event for this matchup, or I should say this card, is Kelvin Gastelum versus Jacare Souza. And it's an intriguing matchup with high stakes with a winner. Because whoever comes out on top very well could be fighting for the middleweight title next. Gastelum would seem to have the edge on the feet as the majority of his victories have come by ko the last time he was in Brazil he was there to fill in for Jacare and he KO'd his opponent which also fights on this card in the person of Vitor Belfort now Jacare is one of the most accomplished BJJ players in MMA and he's had success modifying his game for the cage I mean you don't want to go to the ground with Jacare but don't sleep on Jacare's hands either as he won his last fight by KO and he also KO'd the common opponent that Gastelum and Jacare have in Vitor Belfort who opens up the card but we'll talk about him a little later Amanda Bobby Cooper and Mackenzie Dern are the third fight on the main card and ABC hosts this fight as easy as one, two, three. And she's been alternating wins and losses her entire pro career. Her stint on Tough 23 is what got her to the big show. But she needs a win to stay there, and she is going into her fourth fight in the UFC, not counting the tough finale. Unfortunately, The last three losses that she's had have come by submission. And Dern is most likely the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner in the UFC among the women. And she said she's looking for the submission. She said, look, I'm Brazilian. I'm in Brazil. This is the home of Brazilian jiu-jitsu in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu we submit people and I'm going out for the submission in my first fight I kept it standing I wanted to show that I could strike but this fight I'm going for the submission now in her first fight I'm not quite sure why she decided to keep it standing and try to show her striking skills because that's one of the greatest opportunities that she has and for this fight it'll be her first pro fight without John Crouch and Ben Henderson in her corner admittedly Dern was not training as often as they would have liked for her to train there at the lab in Arizona which is where she's from she's been spending a lot of time in LA splitting her time between LA and Arizona they've been calling her in for camp calling her in trying to help with plugging those holes but she hasn't been as interested in being there and she has been in being in LA she said she likes it she likes going to the beach to relax after training and they said okay that's fine go ahead and stay there and, and train Um, because we're, we're not gonna stand with you if you can't come in and do the things that we deem necessary to help you in your progression. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how all of this plays out, especially seeing as Dern historically has had some issues with making weight. And if she hasn't been disciplined enough to go with the people who brought her to the dance, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you this if there are any issues as far as fights falling out due to uh, weight cuts or anything else know that your man the voice will come back with a round two of the MMA main card for you the voices marquee matchup though for UFC 224 is John Stone Lineker and Brian Boone Kelleher hands of stone has an uncanny ability to bait his opponents into a brawl where he can use said mason like hands to punch their ticket on the train to sleepy town if not for issues with making weight Lineker would have fought for the title by now and an impressive showing over the surge in could put him right back in that conversation boom he's riding a two fight winning streak None more notable than his victory over former champion Henan Burrell. Most of his victories have been by decision. So look for boom to lower the boom in the form of a takedown. But known for his strength, Lineker will not make that easy, especially since every time Lineker has been stopped, it's been due to submissions. This is a classic striker versus grappler matchup. And will be a battle of wills to see whose specialized skills are the best. The curtain jerker for this car pits former light heavyweight champions Vitor the Phenom Belfort and Leoto the Dragon Machita. This fight is a fight between former teammates As both of these gentlemen have trained together at Black House. It's not like they were the best of friends or that they spent a lot of time training together. But they have been in the room together. This is supposedly the farewell fight that was going to happen here in my hometown of St. Louis for Vitor Belfort the ever confusing phenom said in an interview with Fernando Proches that he's not rec- retiring because when you retire and you retire from something you still get paid since MMA is not paying me I'm not retiring but this is my last fight hey whatever floats your boat Vitor you say you're not retiring we got you if you say this is your last fight we got you whether or not either of those things is true time will tell now machida in his last fight broke a three year long three fight losing streak now you say three fights three years that's a fight a year that's not very active well his time out was prolonged by usada suspension that was i think about 18 months about half of that time look for this to be a stand-up affair though as the dragon will attempt to use his legendary counter-striking to weather the 60-second storm that Vitor has been known for using in the first round of his fights for years. To keep up with Trackstar Sports, like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. New content gets released every day except for Sunday on Anchor.fm Android users the easiest way to hear Trackstar Sports and all of your favorite podcasts is by downloading Podcast Republic once there subscribe to Trackstar Sports and new episodes will be ready for your listening pleasure whenever they get published for iOS users you can do the same thing through Apple Podcasts. Join the Debate Fuel Facebook group. That way you're able to talk sports with your favorite track star sports correspondents on a regular basis. We get it in all the time. It goes down in the Debate Fuel Facebook group. Now the Debate Fuel show is our flagship show. And it broadcasts live on Periscope at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday mornings. You can get replays there or you can get the podcast form wherever you listen to Trackstar Sports. Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, host of the Trackstar Sports MMA main card. And I'm sounding off.